We're in a series right now that we're going to start and it's going to do this week and the next two weeks. And what we're going to be talking about is this, is that ignoring it is not the same thing as dealing with it. And a lot of times what we do is we have this nasty habit as human beings sometimes of ignoring things and feeling like they're dealt with. You ever, anybody else do that? Right, we just, uh, we just walk through problems and we ignore problems and we ignore things in our lives, right? And then they have this nasty habit of coming back and causing some destruction and ignoring things and dealing with them. What we want to talk about today is two completely different things. We're going to talk about this because we want you to find healing in your life, not just get by. Because sometimes what we can do in life and what we can do as Christians is that we can walk in life and, um, and we can just have these things that we ignore instead of actually taking them on and finding healing and restoration and redemption and hope and joy that God wants us to have in our lives from them. And what there's this, I think this freedom and peace that comes when you deal with things rather than this underlying tension and destruction, right, when you ignore things. So what we're going to be talking about today in the first week of these three weeks is this, is unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. And here's the reason why we're going to talk about it is that so many times we carry a weight in our lives because we act like ignoring wrongs and ignoring hurt and ignoring damage that has been done to us is the same thing as healing from it. And it's not. It's not the same thing at all. And honestly, I, when I think about it, I think it is a tactic of the enemy because what he wants to do is that he wants to keep us from healing and restoration in our lives. And if he can get us to ignore our hurts and just push these things down and act like they don't matter and act like these things don't do and never actually deal with the emotion, never deal with the pain, deal with the things that have been done to us, then they just continue to cause damage in our lives. See, ignoring the places that you have been wronged is not the same thing as healing from your hurts. So I want to talk about this today. And, and I'll just tell you here, genuinely, like, here's the reason why I want to talk about it. And I, I love you guys. And I just want to pastorally talk into this situation because there is a, there's a peace and a rest and a joy that is stolen from your life when unforgiveness goes unchecked in your life. When you don't deal with it and you just ignore it, you, you can act for a while like it's, like it's gone, but it has this way of bubbling up and beginning to cause effects. Paul says this when he talks about it in Ephesians. If you got a Bible, we'll read this together. Ephesians chapter four, verse 31. Paul, he's here and he talks a little bit about how we're supposed to interact with each other and how we're supposed to deal with each other. And he talks a little bit about unforgiveness. And he says this in Ephesians chapter four, verse 31, he says this. He says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. In the verse 32, he says, instead, everybody say instead. Instead, instead be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Now, here's what I want you to catch in this. Verse 32 here tells us this, that we're supposed to be forgiving each other, being tenderhearted. That we're supposed to walk in grace just like Jesus walked in grace for us, what he did for us. That's big, 32. But if you look at verse 31, there's this instead, which means that 31 is what happens if you're not having forgiveness in your life. So what is it that, what is it that reigns in your life if forgiving isn't reigning in your life? Here's what it is. 
bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. When unforgiveness goes unchecked in our lives, that's what happens. It begins to bubble up in these forms of bitterness and rage and anger and harsh words. And when you ignore unforgiveness, I think the biggest one is this, is it grows into bitterness. And then it begins to subtly steal from your life. It steals your peace. Right? How many of you have had some moments where you have unforgiveness in your life and all of a sudden it's hard to have peace in those situations where there's that unforgiveness and that destroys the relationships and it destroys your joy and it destroys everything in those relationships? Right, this bitterness comes out and it steals your peace of mind. It's what bitterness does. There's an old saying that says that bitterness is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Right, you're mad at this person over there, so you drink the poison, hoping it affects them, but the person that it affects is you. It steals your joy, steals your peace, steals your peace of mind. It's what it does. Unforgiveness grows into bitterness and it becomes a cancer in your life. And it's kind of like this, it's like a tumor, right? If you think about it, if you have a tumor and you ignore it, what does it do? It doesn't just all of a sudden just magically go away. What does it do? It grows and it grows and it subtly begins to start killing you. And bitterness and unforgiveness is the same way in your life begins to grow into this thing. And if you do not, if you just come to this point where you ignore it, I mean, and you just like, eh, I don't want to deal with it. It's a cancer. Continues to grow in your life. Uh, Hebrews 12, 15 talks about it this way. It says that bitterness is described as, as a root that other things begin to come out of. That it's this root that if you don't deal with it, it's, it's this root that gives life to so many other things. And when you understand that unforgiveness is causing damage in your life and in your emotions, you begin to understand why God constantly begins to call us to forgiveness. Over and over, right? He calls us, forgive one another. That's what he tells us to do over and over. Why? It's because he understands the damage that it is causing in your life. Well, there's a paradigm shift that I want to make today that I hope maybe will begin to shape some of your understanding about unforgiveness. Maybe you know this, but this is something that giantly helped me. And it's, I think that so often when we think about forgiveness and when we think about how forgiveness works, we think about it as a duty, right? It's the right thing to do. And I don't necessarily want to forgive somebody because they've wronged me, but it's my duty as a Christian to forgive them. And Jesus told me that I have to forgive them. So I have to be a person that gives grace and mercy because that's what Jesus told me to do. And so it's the right thing to do and I have to do it. But forgiveness, I would tell you this, isn't about a duty. It's about you finding freedom and healing from the weight of bitterness and rage and anger in your life. When we think about it like a duty, it messes with our brains. And when, when God tells us to forgive, here's the thing I want you to understand. He's not just trying to make us better people. He's not just saying, oh, I just want you to be a, a little better versions of yourself. But he's calling us to freedom and healing and peace that only comes when we can forgive people. 
I think uh, our wrong understanding about forgiveness, if you think about it, a lot of times is rooted in what we were taught as kids. If you think about how you were taught about kid, forgiveness as a kid, or at least I was, and I think most of us were, you get into a fight or tiff or something happens, right? And so the parents, they bring one kid over here and they bring one kid and they say, all right, you apologize to them. And they apologize and they really don't mean it at all, right? And then they tell you say you forgive them and you say it and you don't mean it at all, but you have to say the words, right? It's the duty that you do. And it's the same thing, I think, that we feel like God's the parent bringing us to the table and that we've got to say the words because God told us to do it. And that's the thing that we've got to do. And it's the thing I do. And that mentality of forgiveness is duty without the freedom. You're saying the words, you're, you're letting somebody off the hook is what we feel like, but it's lacking the freedom that comes when there's genuine heart forgiveness in our lives. And that's the forgiveness that God calls us to. It's not about the outward actions. It's about the freedom in your mind and in your heart and in your emotions. It's not where God forces you to be the bigger person, right? But it's the moment where he leads you to rest in freedom. You capture that? I think that's a hard thing for us. We think it's this moment where he's forcing us into this, but it's this moment where he says, I want to lead you to rest and freedom in your life. And when you capture that, it changes your perspective on forgiveness. Because in that scenario, forgiveness is about freeing you from the bondage of other people's actions. Because what we do so many times is we allow what other people right, have done to us to keep us in bondage in our minds and in our emotions and in our hearts. And I'd say it to you this way, bitterness and unforgiveness, it's allowing other people's actions to control your life and your emotions and your mind. Because not only is it the action that is done to you where you are wronged, but when you have unforgiveness in your heart, then it begins to shape you. Or now this person not has only done something to you, but you've allowed them to begin to change you on the inside. And now you're in bondage and they become, in a sense, this person that is working and creating inside of you. And that's not right. When we ignore unforgiveness, we live our lives in bondage. Because what you're doing is unforgiveness allows other people to put you in bondage. That's not what we want. But if we're going to be honest here today, like we're a real church, right? It, it's easy for us to come into church and everybody say, Jesus forgave, so now you forgive. Now let's go out the doors and be kind and forgive. But it's a lot harder than that, right? It's tough. If you think about it, forgiveness is tough because it means that somebody, it, like it literally means that somebody has wronged you. Like somebody has messed you up. Somebody has done something to you and that's why forgiveness is required. And so it's tough. It's not this easy thing where we just come in. I, I read that verse earlier, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. I, I sang that song. I don't know if any of y'all sang that as a kid where be ye kind one to another. Anybody? No, just me. Or tenderhearted, forgiving one another. <laughs> Sounds real easy when you sing it though. It's a lot harder when you got to do it. I think that's a challenge. But I want to tell you this today, and I'll tell you this genuinely, because I love you and I see you walk in freedom in your life. 
is don't let someone else's actions destroy your peace. And that's what unforgiveness is. They've wronged us. That's wrong. But when unforgiveness begins to work in our lives, it's a, it's a terrible master. It's terrible. God calls us to get rid of unforgiveness. But I think the question that we have, and I think this is the moment where we want to bring it to today, is this, is how do we do it? It's easy to say it. We understand the damage of it. We know that God calls us to it. How do we do it? That's where we want to talk for a few more minutes today. What I want to help you, and I want to shift to this, is we understand it. It's a good point. How do we begin to do it? I want to give you a few ways that the Bible begins to teach us to walk in forgiveness. And we're going to pull in a couple different places, and I want to help you begin to understand pathways to finding forgiveness in your life. And what I want you to see is that if you're going to walk in forgiveness, you need to align your actions, your heart, and your mind to a posture of forgiveness. And we're gonna talk about all three of those. Your actions, everybody say actions. Your heart, everybody say heart. And your mind. You gotta get all three of these in line to forgiveness if you wanna have that real heart forgiveness that breeds freedom into your life. So we'll start with our actions. We gotta get our actions in line. And as we start to talk about this, what, I think one of the things we gotta realize is that for a lot of us, the reason why we hold on to unforgiveness is because we have this innate need to see people have, get what they have coming. Somebody's wronged me. Somebody's done something to me. And so now I have this desire that I've got to see them get what's coming. They, they said these words against me, right? They lied about me. So now I've got to see them look a fool. They've done this to me. Now I've got to see them get revenge on them. I, I've got to see that happen. And we, we feel like forgiveness is letting somebody off the hook. And I think that's the, the stumbling block for a lot of us is we don't want to forgive because if I forgive them, then it's like they just got away with it. And so we hold on to this unforgiveness until that moment that they get it. Now, when they get it, we feel good. And it's like, all right, now we can move on. But until that, like, I'm not moving on. Like, uh, yeah, I'm a pit bull with a, what's the name? Uh, yeah. That's lack of baby, or lack of sleep from a baby talking right now. But we'll do that. We'll hold on to it. And what we do is we carry the weight of justice in our souls. And it's tough. That's a heavy weight. That's a really heavy weight. And some of you know that because you're carrying it. There's some unforgiveness in your life. And you're carrying that weight of justice. And it is difficult. And it is hard. And you're waiting for that moment where they get what they have coming. So that way you can finally breathe. That's not a good place to be. And I'll tell you this, that is not the place that God has for you. He has so much more for you than that. So here's what I want you to understand. And this is a key to forgiveness. If you're gonna walk it out in your life, I want you to understand this today is that God offers to carry the weight of justice so you can walk in the freedom of forgiveness. He's a judge and he's a good one. He's faithful. He's a guy we can trust. See, so many times we are so burdened by the weight of seeing people pay for what they've done that it robs us from the freedom and the joy and the peace in our lives. Uh, it's that whole thing of drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. We're waiting for them to get it 
and all it's doing is destroying us on the inside. And what we essentially do is that we allow a wrong against us to begin to drive our desires. So now our desire is this, this anger, this waiting for them to get it. And not only have they outwardly affected us, but inwardly they have begun to shape our desires. But God says this, he says, I'll take care of justice so you can walk in the freedom of forgiveness. Here's a couple of verses, I love this, Romans 12, 19, where it's talking about how to deal with difficult people and how to walk through these things. I love what Romans 12, 19, it says. It says, dear friends, never take revenge. Now the word never here means never. It's not a complicated word. Dear friends, never take revenge. And I love this. It says, leave that to the righteous anger of God. And I love this. It says, for. So the reason why we can do this is because the scripture says, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. He's saying, look, I'm a just God. But the moment where we judge the living and the dead, maybe even before that, God's going to take care of things. He's willing to take care of justice if you can walk in the freedom. Proverbs 20, verse 22 says a similar thing. It says, don't say I will get even for this wrong. It says, wait for the Lord to handle the matter. Simple, if you wanna, we're gonna have a couple more things today, but I'd probably tell you the biggest thing that will affect your life today is if you can get this verse down. If you can get to the point where you can release the weight and the bondage, right, of that unforgiveness and that desire to see them and say, I won't get even for this wrong. I'll wait for the Lord to handle this matter. It'll change your life. Take that verse and that, that beyond, I'll say a bunch of blabbering stuff for the rest of the day, but that'll change your life. Psalms 37 verse seven, the psalmist says this. He says, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. And then he says this, stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper. And I love this. It says, it only leads to harm. And it's not only harm that you go, that it comes on them because you go and whack them upside the head, but it's also harm inside of you. It's not that it just leads to harm for them, but it only leads to harm. It leads to harm in your mind and in your relationships and your emotions. So, <laughs> Don't say, I will get even for this wrong. Wait for the Lord to handle this matter. I love that. If you're gonna find true freedom through forgiveness, then you have to lay down the bondage of seeing people get what they deserve. And that's a hard step for us to make. And I'd say this because it's so countercultural. We weren't raised that way. We, weren't, we don't feel that way so many times. But if you want true peace that is countercultural, Right, we got, a, we got a society that is bound up with hatred and anxiety and worry and fear and about um, weight of everything. And so countercultural is peace and joy and hope. And if you're going to live counterculturally with joy and peace and hope, then you got to do some things that are countercultural. One of those things is here. It's, it's up to God. I'm going to forgive. I'm going to leave it in the hands of God. Retribution is a burden that you are not created to carry. And we, we say this all the time here. I'm going to say it again. Bad things happen when you try to take the place of God. When you think in your life, I'm God, I, I can handle this, and you try to do the things of God, that you try to do these things, it is a disaster zone, and it's going to wreck your life. What does he say? 
says, I, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Justice, he'll take care of it. And the question you have to ask yourself is this, is the obsession to see somebody pay for what they've done worth the price of your freedom and peace? I'm going to say that one again. I think I want some people to catch that. Is the obsession to see someone pay for what they have done worth the price of your freedom and peace? Because that's what you're paying. Are you willing to let it go for peace? Put it in the hands of God. He's a good father. You can trust him with it. God offers to carry the weight of justice so you can walk in the freedom of forgiveness. To have freedom by forgiveness in your actions. Right? You have to be able to trust God with the justice. Amen? That's our actions. But forgiveness is not only about our actions, but it also requires us putting our hearts in a posture of forgiveness. How I many you don't want, because what we don't want is just outward things, right? It doesn't do me any good if I can like hold off my actions outside, but my heart's still raging on the inside. So and you've got to have your heart in a posture of forgiveness. And here's how the Bible consistently tells us to do that. Here's what I'll tell you number two today is this, is that the path to freedom by forgiveness runs directly through empathy. That sounds a little weird. Empathy is not a biblical word, so it's kind of like, hey, why are we using that? And let me explain. There's a difference between sympathy and empathy, right? Sympathy is I feel bad for you and I pity you. I pity you for what you, what you are. And then empathy is, I understand what you're walking through. And like I emotionally connected to it and I get it. And the Bible consistently stresses that we are called to forgive in the same way that Jesus forgave us. Meaning this, you have royally blown it, but yet God was so good and forgave you. Now show the same grace that God gave you to the people that have wronged you. And see, it's only when you are able to be real about your own flaws and the places that you're not right and the forgiveness that you've needed and you're able to come to terms with that, that you are able to be compassionate to other people. Jesus says it even a little more bluntly. He comes out and he says it this way. He says, if you don't forgive others, why should God forgive you? And he says, if you don't forgive others, God's not gonna forgive you. He's saying this, he's saying like, look at your life. You realize how much you need to be forgiven for and you're not even doing this for other people. Like God has forgiven you of all of these things and you're holding on to these little bitty things. He's like, no, that's what we do. The reality of what Jesus is saying is this, is we have a habit of downplaying our flaws and highlighting the flaws of other people that have wronged us a nasty habit of humanity we look at ourselves with rose-colored glasses and we like push all these things we justify the things that we do and we say oh well you know at least I'm not this bad at least I didn't do that we justify these things and when everybody else comes and we look down and, and it's this thing where we we believe in the grace of God but we act like we never needed it you know stop it it's horrible it's bad for your life and I'm going to be real with you. I, I wrote this down. I thought about this earlier this morning. And I wrote this down. And I think maybe this might help you. And I'll, but it's kind of blunt. But I think we can deal with it. Is that all right? Self-righteous victimhood is a recipe to live in your life in the bondage of bitterness. Self-righteous victimhood. 
That's where so many of us live, is we feel good about ourselves, feel like I've kind of got the things together. We look down on everybody else. And then when people do things to us, I'm in this victimhood of I'm this person and I've got all these and now everybody's just doing things to me. And when you have that attitude and that mindset of I'm up here and people are just doing things to me, then you're gonna have to live your life in bitterness and unforgiveness and it will destroy your life, destroy your joy, destroy your peace. But when we are able to remember the grace of God in our lives, it breeds grace for other people. I just tell you this, it's empathy. This moment where you realize, the way Paul says it, what does he say? Um, But by the grace of God, there go I. Where he looks at somebody that's sinned and falls into something, he says, That could have been me if it wasn't for the grace of God. And so I'm just going to love on him. And that's the way we've got to be. If you want to forgive, it's got to be a change in your heart to where you're able to say, "Mm, I love you. I understand. I walked through the same thing. God forgave me so much. I'm going to forgive you. If you want to get your heart into a place of forgiveness, remember how much God has forgiven you. Amen. And then lastly, Walking in the freedom of forgiveness isn't just about your actions. It's not just about your heart. But probably the hardest part of them all is it's about your mind as well. Sometimes you'll put your heart in the right spot. Maybe sometimes you'll, you'll try to do the right actions, but your mind still rages. It's still hard. If you want to get your mind into a place where you can walk in forgiveness, here's what you would do. I, I would just challenge you with this. Let's pray for those that have wronged you. Pray for those that have wronged you. You've heard this before. I'm not some brilliant preacher. You've read this. You've heard this probably preached 500 times, but it'll change your life if you'll do it. I, I would probably say, venture to say that most of us in here know this and it's not a knowledge problem. It's an application problem. And my question to you would be this. Do you really want to walk in freedom? Is the weight of unforgiveness so much that you say, God, I want to have just the joy and freedom? You can have it. God wants to give it to you. Are you willing to walk it out? Jesus says this in Matthew 5, verse 34. He says, you've heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. He's not saying for pray for God to kill them, Right? Some of y'all are waiting for a hemorrhoids joke and it's not coming. I'm a dad now. I've matured. Oh, man. <laughs> it's a good thing Casey's not here today. Oh. But here's the reality. Let's be honest about it. It's really, really hard to hate someone and not forgive them when you're asking God to work in their life and give them grace. When you're actually praying for somebody and believing it and asking, genuinely asking God, it's hard to hate somebody when you're asking God to work in their lives. I'll give you a quick story. I had this guy a few years ago come into me for pastoral counseling and uh, just walked through with a family member that did him wrong um, and genuinely was had a right to be offended and hurt and all these things like the things were wrong and but it was eating him alive 
And it was just this rage and he just couldn't get past it. And it was all this thing. And so I told him to pray for, pray for him and, um, in one of the sessions. And he was like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> it's like, okay. It's like, I can't make you do it. And he's like, I'll do it, but I don't want to. And I was like, okay, fair enough. And so then we were meeting like every week for 30 minutes. And so every Thursday he would come in and uh, I would ask him, I was like, man, you praying for him? He's like, yeah, I'm doing it, but I'm not praying very good things. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> fair enough. Um, and so he kept doing this thing. Uh, but then he came in this one time and it was interesting. So he knew the backstory of the person that offended him. And he knew like, I mean, you know, hurt people hurt people. And so he knew the hurt. He knew the stuff that was going on in the background. He knew what was going on. And, and it was this interesting moment that he told me about where the Holy Spirit just began to bring into his heart the stuff that he knew about him. And he just begin to pray for God to work in that situation and pray for God to bring healing into their life and praying for God to restore them and do these things. And he told me, he's like, as I did that, it began to break my heart for them. And I remember him telling me that when he prayed for them, how forgiving them in that moment stopped being what he had to do, right? That duty that we were talking about earlier, but he was just moved with compassion and empathy and a broken heart for them. And he forgave them just from his heart. It wasn't this conscious decision that he even had to go, but as he was praying for them and praying for God to bless them and praying for God to heal them and praying for God to work in their life, that it was just this natural thing that the Holy Spirit began to bring healing into his life. And he said, as he forgave them, the Holy Spirit just began to work in him. And there was like this weight that lifted off of him. And there was just this peace. But he prayed for him. And he said, and he, said he looked at me and he said, I'm not going to tell you this. And he's like, I don't want to tell you this. And he's like, that stinking thing actually worked. <laughs> and it's true. God's word doesn't return void. It's powerful. Pray for your enemies. And it, it may never change your enemy, but I will guarantee you that it will change you. It'll do a work in you. So here's my heart today. I'd, I'll just be honest. I think some of you in here are walking with the weight of unforgiveness in your life and you've been ignoring it and it's been a weight. And as we've even talked through this sermon for some of y'all, there's a tension in your gut that has been tough to deal with. And here's what I would tell you is I wanna see you find the freedom that my friend did. I love that part, that scripture that we read earlier, right? Where Paul says, hey, put away bitterness and anger and these things, and he says, and forgive instead. When you do that, man, that can begin to dissolve in your life. And I'm gonna be honest with you, we don't sugarcoat it here, so I'll be honest with you. It's gonna take you doing the work of putting your heart and your actions and your mind in the right place. Forgiveness isn't this just magical fairy dust thing that we just come and say, forgive, and then everything's great. You gotta have your heart in the right place. You gotta have your mind in the right place. You gotta, you gotta walk it out. But when you do, it's worth it. It's worth it. There's a freedom and forgiveness that will not come any other way in your life. But I want you to experience that. Some of you in here, you have been wronged and abused and you have been hung out to dry. And my heart for you today would be this, is don't let what has happened in your past drive the narrative of your future. Did you catch that? Don't let what people have done to you determine your future. And what we do is we give way too much power to people that have hurt us. And it's not even the thing, but it's all the moments after. 
I want to be clear about one thing. Is I'm not saying give the wrongdoers access to your life and allow people to hurt you and be a footstool where you just continue to let people abuse you and do these things. That is not what I'm saying at all. Uh, it's a biblical thing that you can draw boundaries and you can do that. If you, we don't have time to go into that today, but if you need to talk about that, well, I'll be around today too. and We can talk about that. It's a biblical thing to be able to do that. But here's what I would tell you. As you draw boundaries, don't allow the boundaries that you draw to take the place of forgiveness. Because sometimes what we can do so we can begin to draw boundaries and say, ah, uh, I'm just going to pull myself out of some situation, pull myself out of this life. And then what happens is then we begin to try to ignore it and we never actually deal with it. And so we may have pulled ourselves and put some boundaries and we're over here, but the unforgiveness came with me. And the bitterness came with me. And the anger came with me. And the hurt came with me. The emotions came with me. Right, the, the things that are causing damage in my relationships came with me. You know what I would tell you is this, that's okay. You need to draw some boundaries, that's fine. But make sure you still deal with it. Because there is a peace and a freedom that only comes through that. That's the freedom I wanna see you have today. Let me read this scripture to you one last time. I think it's so powerful. Get rid of all bitterness rage, anger, harsh words and slander as well of all types of evil. Instead, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. And when you do, there's a peace and a freedom and a joy that comes no other way. Amen. Can I pray for you? You guys, heads bowed, eyes closed. I just want to take a moment here and uh, let the Holy Spirit do some heart work. Because I think there's some of us in here today that we uh, felt the weight of unforgiveness as we're walking through this. And there's probably that pulling at your heart, some relationships in your life that maybe you've been ignoring. Holy Spirit brought those things back up. Maybe you're trying and you're trying to do the right thing, but you're just not there yet. Maybe there's this moment that you said, ah, I need to give it to God. Here would be my challenge to you is don't leave today carrying that weight, but give it to him today. Let me pray for you. God, we thank you. Mm. We thank you that you forgave us for so much and that you have been so, so good to us. God, we thank you that because of that, that you showed us what grace really looks like, that you showed us what mercy really looks like, that we can walk in that. God, we thank you that you're willing to carry the burdens for us. God, I know there's a lot of people in here today that we've been carrying that weight on our own. And you say, hey, I don't want you to carry that on your own. I want to turn it over to you. So God, we bring in these hurts, some bitterness, some anger, some stuff that's just been eating us alive. We leave it in your hands. 
trust you today for all that you've done. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said.